You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellato, joined as always by Chris Flum, and today we will be breaking down the defensive training camp battles for the New York football giants chris how you doing bro i'm doing well you know last time we talked offense i think it's time to get to the defense it is time to get to the defense and this one position i've seen giant fans speculate and prognosticate about in terms of one of the more interesting training camp battles is actually the nickelback which is one of the positions i'm a little bit more i don't want to say secure about not in terms of who's going to be starting, but I'm not worrying about it as much as I am maybe the outside cornerback position. Now, I love Aaron Robinson, but we'll get to him in a little bit, and I think he will be the starting outside cornerback. But the nickelback spot, the Giants addressed this by spending a third-round pick on Cordell Flott. We still have Darnay Holmes, who I would say has been a little bit hit or miss. I think he has all the athletic ability in the world to excel in man coverage, but he gets a little bit grabby, anticipates a little bit too much sometimes, needs to be a little bit more disciplined with his technique. Although I do love him in run support for a guy who is undersized. He is one tough player. But how are you feeling, Chris, about the nickel back position and the training camp battle that will ensue? Yeah, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm curious to see how Cordell Flott deals with size at the NFL level. Yeah, He's got plenty of length. He's got quick feet, fluid hips. He's got all of the athletic ability to play the slot in the type of defense we're pretty sure Wink Martindale wants to call and wants to play. Yeah, that, that's one thing about the defensive side of the ball is we know how Wink Martindale likes to play football. We aren't sure on the offensive side of the ball what kind of offense – Mike Kafka is going to run or how Kafka and Brian Dayball will meld together on the defense. We don't really have that problem. It's more kind of looking at the roster and seeing how these guys will slot into Martindale's scheme and philosophy. I think Cordell Flott is probably the more natural fit for a man heavy coverage scheme. However, he is very slightly built. I think that's kind of the best, the, the most, the best, most charitable way to put it. Darnay Holmes, he's he might be a little bit undersized, but he's a thicker player than Flot. And I did notice on tape some instances where receivers could kind of get away with being physical against Flot in tight coverage, and there wasn't much he could do about it, just because he doesn't have that heavy frame to match up with very physical receivers. I think if the Giants use, say, a David Sills or even a Kenny Galladay in the slot, that could be very revealing in practice, and that could determine one way or the other 
which of these guys gets first crack at starting when the games actually matter. I think it's vital for the Giants to use Kenny Galladay in training camp in the slot and during game day as well, not exclusively or anything, and definitely not to the majority of his snaps. But when you look at some of the players that Cordell Flott might see in the slot, if he does win this job, and even Darnay Holmes, he might see A.J. Brown. That is a huge mismatch right there, right? He might see CeeDee Lamb. That's just something I know Mari Cooper's not there anymore, but CeeDee Lamb aligned in the slot a lot dating back to 2020. So they're going to have to be able to play against physical and skilled and big athletic type of wide receivers within this division if AJ, if the Eagles do decide to align A.J. Brown in the slot. So that is one thing that I feel like could cap – the upside of these of this nickelback position. And I think the Giants probably combat that by maybe trying to use a player like Dane Belton if Flott and Holmes do struggle and use maybe some big nickel type of packages. I think they can get a little bit creative on the back end. You have players like Julian Love, that strong safety, and Xavier McKinney, who they're going to use in man coverage. But those guys, they don't have to worry about training camp battles. But I want to remain in the secondary with a player who has man coverage ability with a player who I felt like played really well last year and was one of the bright spots of a dismal season for the Giants in 2021. And that was Jerron Williams, who was being moved to the safety position. What are you feeling about Jerron Williams? Do you think his cornerback experience will help him make this roster? And how do you think he'll fare transitioning to safety? I think he will fare well. I, I'm a fan of Jerron Williams. I, I've talked about this before. I have to profess my bias for him up front. He is a fellow UAlbany Great Dane. Also, interestingly, same alma mater as uh, Tony Sperano Jr., Giants coach. In fact, we were on campus at the same time, although I don't think our paths ever crossed, at least not that I remember. Of course, he wasn't a Giants coach at the time. I, I think Williams... Background as a cornerback will help him, especially as a direct backup to Julian Love, who has that same versatility and diverse background. It's a difficult transition to get from cornerback to safety because you have to see the field in a different way. You have to be, you can't get away with business decisions as a safety. You are the last line of defense. You have to come up and hit guys in your run fits. If Williams can change the mentality to being a safety, having the quick feet, the fluid hips, the ability to play in tight coverage, whether it's tight man coverage, off man coverage, or in zone coverage against really athletic receivers, that is just an incredible asset for this defense, especially considering how Wink Martindale loves to use coverage rotations to disguise his blitzes yeah he's versatile and the the lack of proven depth at cornerback may also assist him because he can transition back if he's being cross-trained there a la julian love back in 2020 we're gonna have to see how that plays out but there's other safeties that we have to look at the big three julian love xavier mckinney dane belton they're solidified they're gonna make this roster hopefully they stay healthy but the safeties behind them, that's up for debate. Jerron Williams, who we went over. There's also Henry Black, who was with Green Bay last year. I saw a little bit of his film, a little up and down, nothing too impressive from what I saw, a little bit that I did see. And then you have Trenton Thompson, a UDFA out of San Diego State, 
and Yusef Corker, UDFA out of Kentucky. Two different types of players. Thompson a little bit more coverage-based, but he can provide a nice pop, good hit power on contact while in coverage, whereas Yusef Corker is a little bit of a poor man's Jabril Peppers, a good alley defender. You can align him in, you know, big dime, dollar type of packages, and he can play in the box because he's physical enough. What do you think? about Trenton Thompson and Yusef Corks. I think one of these two will make the roster. I'm not 100% sure who. Do you have any kind of inclination as to which one you think has a, the best chance to make the roster? You know, at this point, I'm not sure. I I think they might actually be in kind of a, just a numbers game camp battle with the linebacker position. You talked about Martin Neal using the three safety sets as a big nickel or maybe as a could also extend that to using a, a third safety as a pseudo linebacker in a dime package with a more traditional nickel back and just looking over the Giants linebacking core I think any one of those guys is vulnerable to being beat out just so the Giants could keep another safety for coverage duties over the middle in addition to helping out on special teams because safeties are very handy to have around for special teams it's a pretty high attrition position and having guys who know how to hit know how to come down and play run fits and are more athletic than your average linebacker is help is handy for special teams so i think i i agree with you either one of those guys could make the final roster, but I think it's going to come at the expense of a linebacker and maybe not one of the other safeties. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And when you look at the linebacker position, and we'll circle back to the cornerbacks in a little bit, but I think you brought up an interesting point that I agree with. You look at these linebackers. I don't think Darian Beavers is a lock to make this roster. I'm willing to say Micah McFadden more than likely will. Tay Crowder, I think he will because he's playing on a cheap contract and he has over 1,500 snaps under his belt. But I wouldn't say that I'm overly comfortable with this linebacking core as currently constructed. I think the Giants might look to add some depth upon final cuts. But Cam Brown and Carter Coffin are the two players who sit at the back end of this linebacking core that I look at and I'm like, okay, neither of these players were drafted by this regime. They were both drafted by Dave Gettleman in 2020, both late day three picks. I think Cam Brown's ability to have success on special teams 
his length, his speed, his fluidity at his unique size might allow him or at least give him an easier path to make this roster. Whereas Carter Coughlin is a transitioned edge to linebacker who spent most of last season hurt. I think he has a slight uphill battle to make this roster and he might be competing. You're right with some of those safeties, depending on how Wink Martindale wants to keep a lot of these players, right? Or how he wants to use this diverse personnel packages. And I think you can even look at some of the edge rushers like Timon Fox and say, how does he factor into this equation? Does Wink Martindale want to use Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin as an edge like we've seen before? Is there even room for him with Aziz or that to even happen with Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Ellerson Smith, Quincy Roche, et cetera? So what is your overall thought on Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, and their potential to make this team? Yeah, I, I think it might just come down to which is more useful for the Giants right now. Carter Coughlin's background as a pass rusher, which he was a good pass rusher for Minnesota before he was drafted by the Giants and tra- transitioned to edge. He's a lot more athletic guy than I think he gets credit for. And having that background as a potentially undersized edge rusher, a guy who can play in space, can come down and play on the line of scrimmage, off the edge, maybe a wide nine rusher, or even as an A-gap blitzer. That could all have value for Wink Martindale. On the other hand, the Giants still have Thomas McGahee here as their special teams coordinator. They aren't going to be keeping guys purely for special teams outside of the punter, kicker, long snapper. However... Does Cam Brown's special teams upside give him enough leverage and enough utility to justify having him as a backup, even if he isn't maybe quite as dynamic a defender as Carter Coughlin could be, which again, he was, like you said, he was injured last year. So we didn't really get to see him on the field all that much. Cam Brown was dinged up too, and I think that's a great way to put it. Who has more utility for defense, and how does that outweigh what the other player can do on special teams? And I think you're right. Carter Coughlin probably offers a little bit more from a defensive profile, but Cam Brown I think is a little bit better for special team. I think that battle is going to be fun, and I think it kind of bleeds in a little bit to some of these edge rushers, right, because Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown have experience playing edge, one being Timon Fox, the UDFA, out of North Carolina, who was wildly productive there. He was like Van Wilder, though. He was there for like six freaking years. But he was still, (laughs) he was very productive, though. Now, I I like Timon Fox. I think he is deceptively explosive. No one really talks about it, but I think he can get up into the outside shoulder, win high side. I've seen inside counters can convert speed to power. So there are elements of Timon Fox that I do appreciate. I think Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau, Quincy Roche, and Jihad Ward, I think all those guys are safe. But then you look at Ellerson Smith. I would like to imagine, Chris, that Ellerson Smith is safe to make this roster. I would like to imagine that. But I don't think it's a 100% certainty. I think he, if he get, you know, suffers a hamstring injury in camp or something like that, like we saw last year, and then the new coaching staff doesn't get to see him that much, it might not work out for him. But somebody with his just size and athletic profile, I really hope he makes this team. And then you have another player, O'Shane Zimenez. You have also have Nico Lalos, but O'Shane Zimenez, I'm not overly optimistic that Zimenez will make this the squad. He's probably going to have to, I don't want to say hope, but he's probably going to need some players ahead of him on the depth chart to get injured for an opportunity to actually crack the 53. Yeah, I, th- I think we've actually got two battles there of the players you just named. 
the first one is, I think, between Jihad Ward, Ellerton Smith, and Quincy Roche. Basically to be that third edge, that first guy off the bench when the Giants go to, you know, kind of like a four aces type package with Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau, and I would assume also uh, Leonard Williams. I, I don't see him ever coming off the field. So is Ellerson Smith's size, length, and just ridiculous athleticism enough to get him on the field, make him that third edge? Quincy Roche, he's got a ton of versatility. He's a great technician. Jihad Ward, he's got the experience. He knows Wink Martindale. That's one battle I think we have to keep track of. I'm kind of personally rooting for Ellerson Smith as much as I really like Quincy Roche, just because it's been a long time since Ellerson Smith has played football. Yeah, Just 2020, that was a weird season for the FCS. Basically, what would have been his final season got moved to the spring, so he was drafted before he could do, he could play that season. Then he got injured. He really hasn't played football since 2019. That's been a while. Quincy Roche, he doesn't have the athletic upside, but I do like him. Then the other battle, I think it's going to be Zimenez, Lalos, and Timon Fox. This has to be O'Shane Zimenez's last chance to make an impression and play like a third-round edge rusher. Nico Lalos, great story. I'm rooting for him. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him on the practice squad. Timon Fox, I think he's pretty much got a practice squad spot locked up. The only thing is if he can be productive enough in preseason to force the Giants' hand. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, man, because we got to look at what Wink Martindale likes to do. He likes to drop these edge rushers into coverage. Tyus Bowser last year, I think, was second on the team in pressures, and he dropped in the coverage over 200 times. It might even have been more than that, like over 250 times Tyus Bowser was used in coverage. Who is the player who's dropping in coverage out of this edge rushing group that's not named Kayvon Thibodeau because you don't want to you know, drop Kayvon Thibodeau in the coverage 250 freaking times. You want him to pin his ears back and go get the damn quarterback. So I don't think Quincy Roche can do that. Ellerson Smith, that's not really his game. Timon Fox did it in college. And then Aziz Ojolari, I think he can do it, but is that the best way to utilize it? I, th I think that's another interesting conversation, and I'm wondering what Wink Martindale's thinking. Yeah, absolutely. That, I think we'll get we'll start to get our answers on that pretty soon in camp. The way camp works, yeah, just to just for the listeners who don't know this, there's a ramp up period where the veterans report. And then they kind of go out and have walk-through, jog-throughs. Then they put on helmets and uppers. Then there's a for two days. Then there's a mandatory off day. And then they get into full pads and can really play. I think those first few days, that will be when we start to see the defense dropping guys into coverage, putting these edge guys through coverage drills, and seeing who can move, who can play in space and process route combinations and do all of those things that disguising a blitz well and not just creating an opportunity for a big play if the quarterback picks up the blitz you know those guys need to be able to do then we'll start to see it once 
we get the full contact, full speed practices. That's when I think it will really start to settle out. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch to see. I'm excited to see exactly which edge rusher will earn that role. And I'm sure it will also, you know, be fluid because Wink Martindale doesn't really establish too many tendencies other than the fact that he likes to bring pressure. Now the defensive line though, Chris, you got big Lenny Williams, you got Dexter Lawrence, you got Jelly who came over from the Ravens and DJ Davidson. I think those four are more than likely going to make the roster. You spent a fifth round pick on Davidson. He's probably going to make the roster. I'm not hundred percent certain who's going to be the rest. The names are Jalen Holmes who coached, under Andre Patterson at Minnesota. He was a former, I think, fourth-round draft pick or something. David Moa, who was with the team last year. Jabari Ellis, Ryder Anderson, and Christopher Hinton, all UDFAs in 2022. Ryder Anderson's a little bit more of an edge-rushing type. Jabari Ellis, a little bit more of a three-technique. Christopher Hinton, a little bit more of a five-technique, although he played a lot of nose and one shade at Michigan. I had to pick one of the players that I did not say was solidified. I think I would go with Christopher Hinton. Now, he's not going to offer maybe too much as a pass rusher, but if you want to align him as a four-eye or a five-technique or a four-technique, he can hold up the point of attack, and he can read, and he can disengage, good block-shedding skills, and he can find the ball carrier. And I think that's valuable in this rushing defense that Wink Martindale is going to attempt to employ. Yeah, the defensive line is going to be inter- is going to be, I think, a little tricksy to figure out. The four guys you mentioned right off the bat, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Justin Ellis, DJ Davidson, they're pretty much locks. DJ Davidson, direct backup for Justin Ellis at the nose tackle position. I'm I'm not sure how it shakes out with the other five guys in this defensive line room. And who is backing up Leonard Williams? Who's backing up Dexter Lawrence? Do the Giants just go with one guy and try to use those numbers elsewhere? Do they go with two of them and maybe go with uh, David Moa and Christopher Hinton or Jabari Ellis and Jalen Holmes? If they just go with one and have just five defensive linemen, which is a little thin, but Wick Martindale doesn't rely on his defensive lineman a ton. You know, this is the quote-unquote base defense is a 3-4. But he's not in base defense often. He plays a lot of two-down linemen. So there could be quite a few snaps where we only see Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence or maybe even only see Justin Ellis as a nose tackle and then see a bunch of safeties and edge rushers out there just kind of milling around trying to disguise what the defense is doing create confusion so if the Giants only go with five guys then I think I'm with you with Christopher Hinton just because he can do so many things he could play that five technique defensive end he could play a three technique he could play a four eye or a shade nose and if something happens, which you know, the, the big guys, things happen. They get tired at the very least. You have a player who can slot in kind of anywhere. And if something bad happens, well, hopefully you can at least trust him to play a, enough snaps to get you through. And also, I think Jihad Ward factors into this, right? Because he's yeah. classified as an edge rusher. But he's 290 freaking pounds. Yeah, that's, that's a big five. edge. That's, that, a, that's big a defensive end. lineman. That's that is a, a defensive deep, lineman. 
Exactly. So I think the fact that he can play multiple positions probably secures his spot. And he also has experience with Wink Martindale, probably secures his spot on the roster and might make some of those back end defensive linemen we went over a little bit more expendable. But Chris, before we get out of here, I want to just kind of circle back to the cornerback position, the outside cornerback, because you have a Dory Jackson as your one look. I like a Dory Jackson. Ideally, I think he's a number two cornerback. He's, he's been dinged up throughout his career, but I do believe he has all the man coverage ability to, to have success in that role. Aaron Robinson, it's kind of projection from what we saw last year. I like Aaron Robinson. I'm optimistic that he can do well, but if he fails, that's not a surprise. I mean, this is a young player in a defense that is predicated on coverage. I mean, that, that, that could be a recipe for disaster, although I'm hoping that it's not because I do like his skill set. But behind those two, what are we looking at here? You got a six-round pick on Rodarius Williams coming off of a torn-up knee last year. Michael Jaquette, who played a little bit with Philadelphia. Maurice Kennedy, who has experience with Wink Martindale, but also is somebody who played with Dallas last year and it was a little bit rocky. And then a couple UDFAs, Khalil Dorsey's more of a nickelback. This secondary room is a little bit problematic to me, specifically at the cornerback position. And I think they're probably going to add somebody off of another team's practice squad of final cuts. But how good is that player going to be, realistically? Yeah, I, I would say the Giants cornerback room is downright scary, especially with Dory Jackson's injury history. You know, He has had a bunch of lower body injuries. He's, going, he's never going to be coming off the field now. All of the focus will be on him. He will be following other teams' number one receivers, which actually could wind up helping the Giants with the question we started the podcast with, with the nickelback position. Dory Jackson's played in, it played in the slot, and he plays the slot well. So it's possible that the Giants could look at Darnay Holmes, Cordell Flott, and say, okay, if either of you guys struggle covering a big receiver, well, then we'll move you to the outside and move either Aaron Robinson or Dory Jackson into the slot for this rep. But still, what if one of those guys gets hurt? What if Dory Jackson or Aaron Robinson gets hurt? I don't think it's unrealistic that Michael Duquette, Darius Williams, Maurice Kennedy, Yusuf Corker, uh, Darren Evans, all of these guys are in competition with the rest of the NFL. It's entirely possible that the Giants really third, fourth cornerbacks are not on the roster right now. Very possible. And if you remember, Chris, last year at this time during training camp, we were all talking about how great Rodarius Williams was. He had a great training camp, right? That's another regime, though. Now, are we going to get a similar type of vibe from a Zion Gilbert or from a Darren Evans you know, I'm not 100% certain. I mean, these guys need to have good camps, and I think that's an excellent point. Very astute, Chris. They're competing with the rest of the NFL, and you know the pro scouting department of the New York Giants is going to be looking at a lot of those other players who are cut, and possibly they're going to bring them in because you're right, man. It's a little bit scary right here. They suffer one injury to an Aaron Robinson or an Ordori Jackson. I have no idea how they're going to mask that in a defense that is predicated on man coverage. It could be a recipe for disaster. We're going to have to wait and see. But Chris, do you have anything else about the defensive training camp battles that we will be seeing? You know, I, I think you're right. The cornerback position, any one of these guys could step up. You know, it's the position, the depth or lack of depth is scary, but that's also an opportunity. And any one of these guys could step up. They could be impressive. We could have just a perfect 
you know, right place, right time fit with this coaching staff and these players. It really, it really is something that bears watching, and that could be the most important battle on the entire roster. Like you said, just based on how important coverage is to this defensive scheme, because if you're running a blitz defense and your coverage breaks down, you're running a big play for the offense defense. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Graham wasn't known for giving up explosive plays. We might see some explosive plays. I don't think it will be as bad as James Betcher, but still, I think the defense is in a good spot here with Wink Martindale. I like his philosophy. I just don't know if he has the personnel to fully execute it up to potential that we saw when he would had you know Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, and all these other players. But everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to our website, bigblueview.com, and check out all of our written content. Like and subscribe to the podcast. It really does a lot for us. You're going to hear the dog in the background. It is what it is. Sorry about that. And also head on over to our YouTube page and look up Big Blue View. We're always coming out with videos, and we're going to be doing it pretty extensively during the season. Thank you, everybody. Take care of each other, and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.